0: Folks, I want to welcome you all to On the Edge with K.A. Owens. I'm K.A. Owens. I'm broadcasting from the top of the Habern Building in Louisville, Kentucky. This is Forward Radio, WFMP-LP, Louisville. That's 106.5 FM. And if you want to find out a little bit more about our station, you can go to forwardradio.org. And as we are live streaming now, you can go to that website and click on a button, and you can listen to us uh anywhere in the world. Folks, uh, uh, this is, uh, we've got a great guest for you today. Uh, we've got Michael T. here with us. Michael T. is a, a writer, uh, a playwright, an actor, a longtime social justice activist who has lived in many other cities uh, uh, here in the United States and now resides here with us in Louisville, so uh, Michael, uh, welcome to our show. Thank you. So, Michael, we are uh, recording on the uh, the Thursday after the Wednesday of the inauguration of Joseph Biden and Kamala Harris uh, into office. So uh, we have had a transition of power. Uh, uh, Joe Biden's uh, press corps Through their first briefing uh, Last night uh, His new his Press person uh, Jen Psaki uh, Talked about what the Biden administration Is going to do So he's already signed uh, uh, Various documents uh, uh, To make change In how our government is run And of course uh not too long ago, uh, uh, we had a violent uh, attempt at insurrection, uh, Jan- January the sixth, uh, where uh, white domestic terrorists invaded the Capitol building. So, uh, and then, uh, of course, yesterday we had the inauguration. So, Michael, uh, what are we to make of all of these goings on?
1: decrees that Biden's put forth so far or at least most of them um, are really carried out and his attempts at reversing many of the things that Trump had put into play are dismantled uh, because, you know, Trump and all of the forces and alliance with him represent a very dangerous fascist What we saw January the 6th was the ugly face of fascism. And as I, when we were talking earlier, I said what's even more disturbing, but not surprising, but was revealed for all the world to see is that these stashes are heavily entrenched within the government itself. And many of us have maintained that they always have been.
0: So, it uh, just has to be noted that the Louisville Police Department has about 1,200 people, give or take. Kentucky State Police has 900-some people, give or take. And Malcolm Nance, the African-American uh, uh, national security commentator, he noted yeah, that the... C- speak one time, yeah, at uh, L. Well, Malcolm Na- Nance noted that the um, Capitol Police Department has 2,000 officers to protect nine buildings and so uh now i checked out that number i looked on the web and it said they have 2200 as a matter of fact so if they had been orientated to protect the capitol building they could have that is, you could have had, I don't know, 200 on each side, an inner perimeter, and outer perimeter. As soon as anybody crosses the outer perimeter, you start launching tear gas. You start launching p- uh, pepper balls. Uh, you start launching rubber bullets, beanbag rounds. You know, everything that was turned against the peaceful protesters here in Louisville. Right. Uh, so there's no. And then if they come further, uh, you have water cannons. you have helicopters overhead. Uh, Uh, you know, all the things that were done uh, so that Trump could have a a press op uh, some weeks earlier. Uh, But none of those things were done to protect the Capitol building of the United States of America. Now, I don't... Here's the thing. I don't blame the rank-and-file Capitol Police officers, even though there were some of them who were cooperating or collaborating. I believe that it's I believe that it's all on leadership. That is, if the leaders of the Capitol Police Department had been orientated toward protecting the building, it would have been protected. I'm talking about the chief, colonels, captains, majors, lieutenants. Uh, they know what it takes to protect that building. And so if they were given a stand down order from anywhere, it's up to them to report that to uh, Nancy Pelosi are or or members of Congress because their job they got one job and that's to protect that building they're not you know they're not uh, <laughs> you'd think that would be the case that
1: uh, you know that's their job but and I agree with you you know all of them you know aren't fascists but they're I mean, and we've seen this for years there are many uh, white supremacists and white supremacists Departments and then law enforcement. And one of the great things about these revelations we're getting now uh, is again how entrenched they are. And they probably have a certain amount of power. And since Trump's been in power, when he was in power, he probably maneuvered things that uh, they have the upper hand. So, again, I think we can't underestimate. Um, this fascist trend in the United States because it's always been there. Now, what has obscured it is because within the ruling class, you have different wings. You have a wing that supports fascism and always has, white nationalism everything else. Uh, But then you have uh, what Malcolm used to call the carrot people. You know, uh, they're not... And, of course, you had diehard slaveocrats, And they threatened to not even form a country if their institution of slavery was threatened in any way. And the non-slave-holding ruling class decided to go along with that deal. And, again, after Reconstruction was defeated, and the radical Republicans got what they wanted and got it Back into power after the slaveocrats had been in power for all those years. With the emergence of, 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 Lincoln, of, of Abraham Lincoln, they saw that the tide was turning against them and uh, they had to go on the ostensit, which is what they're trying to do now. And, you know, I know this will probably upset a lot of people who want to put a lot of states in the Biden neoliberal. Of orientation, but I don't see how they are going to be able to stop them for several reasons. Number one, and Biden is a poster boy for this, they are too tied to them. Biden has no real history of opposing fascism or anything close to it. He's always, he's known for working with them. You know, he was the bridge to them. He always advocated, um, you know, um, crossing the aisle with the fascists and the segregationists. And um, now I think and I hope that someone reminds them that it was black folks and a lot of progressive folks who got some in the presidency after three tries. You know, Obama pulled him in, into his administration, mainly to uh, appeal to those elements that like to him, just like, you know, a lot of non-slave owners and the industrialists were tied to the slaveocrats. he's tied to a lot of the fascists, um, and, uh, you know, it's like um, a big cop, bad cop situation, I mean, he's as tied to them as, as the Clintons, who would never openly admit that that's not their style, you know, but the fascists have gotten so desperate now, they can't tolerate that type of, of um, liberalism anymore. Thing was, that when Trump got into power, he was sort of like their custer's last stand. You know, we got him in power. I mean, it was something that had been building up since the Reagan administration. They had a few setbacks, it ebbed and flowed, but they thought now this is our chance to uh, fortify white supremacy and white nationalism. But I think they overreached in the sense that what they failed to realize know the mass uprisings we saw during the summer and even before uh, going to, all the way back to the um, heroic civil and human rights struggle that many white people have turned against white nationalism you know those struggles um especially the, the civil human rights movement broke the back of white nationalism but it didn't kill it it went underground it regrouped and um you know, got back into power uh, with Trump um, again. You know, after Reagan and Bush, um, but um, and you know, lots of white nationalists, especially with um, Bush, they see him as he was an incompetent white nationalist. They like Reagan because they thought Reagan, you know, he he represented uh, their return to power initially, but Trump was the was the um, the crowning glory. For
0: A, you know from a political perspective. Absolutely. So uh, uh, that is I but, uh go ahead. That is, of course, Joe Biden, yes, must be vigilant. And, of course, his reputation is reaching across the aisle, whether or not the aisle is reaching back. I, I suspect uh, that uh, Joe Biden may have been one of the ones recommending to Obama in, his, in Obama's first two years that Obama waste the first two years of his administration reaching out to, to the Republicans, who never reach back.
1: Yeah, You know, um, can come across as real militant, but you know Biden has no excuse. But I think he will use excuses if the progressives don't stay on his butt. He will give in. You know, I think, and uh, that's why it's now more important than ever. You know, for groups like Black Lives Matter and all the ones who were leading the uprising during the summer. Not with biden's program um and and even resort to domestic terrorism i heard uh, a young lady on your station earlier today uh representing this organization called refuse fascism and she gave a very enlightening um spiel about um you know we can't compromise with that can't compromise with that at all and i think that um you know, we're going to have many people who, you know, in the interest of maintaining peace and uh, thinking that, well, um, if we're nice to them, that they will um, stand down. They're not going to stand down. Plus, they feel still like, hey, they're heavily armed. They think that, um, <laughs> that, um, I mean, they even got some black people on your side. I mean, unlike the old uh, Confederate insurgency, you probably wouldn't find too many black people
0: they can get a pardon uh so uh so uh so it's much it's much remarked that uh in uh, his last flurry of pardons uh, uh, uh rappers uh kodak black and little wayne got got pardons uh and i wish the brothers well I I wish I hope they don't mess up again and get in trouble again because you know there are people who get in trouble before they get famous and then there's people who get in trouble after they get famous but look at the compromise they made I mean notwithstanding all of
1: that I don't want to see anybody go to jail but they made a deal with the devil to make Trump palatable to black people which increased his black vote I guess about what to 20% this time and even though He'll never, and those type of forces will never, I think, have the majority of the black vote. Twenty percent is too much. They all need to be held accountable. You voted for this chump. You know, look what he did. Look what he um, instigated. How do you feel about that now? It shouldn't be business as usual. Now you can come back and then, you know, hit us with some cool rhymes. Nah, nah. This is this is like the death. So, um, you know, but that. He's the picture even more now than it did during the original Confederacy. And, um, you know, compounding that, unlike the original Confederacy, um, Trump, not so much um, due to his own design, I think. I mean, some of this is serendipity. That uh, he's been able to figurehead all of the various fascist forces. I mean, I've never seen even in my lifetime and all, through all of the historical studies I've engaged in, the fascists uniting like they have under Trump. I mean, you got the anti-abortionists, you got the fundamental Christians. Now they're a good case in point. Now normally they wouldn't have even supported a guy like Trump, mainly because I mean, his lifestyle is not has nothing to do with uh, any kind of morality or anything like that, but because, he made a deal with them that, look, I'll uphold your anti-reproductive rights agenda. And they were willing to um, to support him. He has, you know, the usual suspects, you know, the white supremacists
0: who've always been there. He has the uh, Nazis. The FOPs. The who? The Fraternal Order of Police.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about, the, you know, the, the outward. Uh, reactionary. I guess you could call them that in many cases, even though you don't want to indict every police person, because some of them are probably honest. But we know and they know and they need to speak out, especially the black ones, that there are fascists in their midst. And we don't have to do a whole lot of searching. All you got to do is review the civil rights movement. They were the front line for the segregationists. That's what they exist for. And none of them know what they're doing. They didn't quit the, the police force after they were told to out and, and, and crack um, John Lewis's head. Some maybe did, but I'm uh, sure some got a promotion. So I think we can't play with this, and especially black people. We should be in the forefront of their suppression and it kind of disappoints me when I've talked to some black people and I've even heard some people say well you know that's just them them doing what they usually do and those people fighting among each other but again just like the last
0: Than, uh, gained any understanding. So, uh, just as a note, I, I support the right of the president or any state governor uh, to pardon and commute sentences because the purpose of it is to right wrongs and to undo miscarriages of justice, of which there are many. I believe that one day when we have the right president in there and the right governors in the 50 states and the territories, there are hundreds and thousands of innocent black, brown, poor people that need to be let out and so we need to have that pardon power, free and unfettered, even though it will be abused uh, occasionally.
1: I agree with you. But it's all about, like everything else in politics, who has the power to do it? Now, with the right
0: people in there, perhaps Mumia Abu-Jamal could be pardoned. Or Leonard Peltier. Ste- uh, the, the, Should have been let out a long time ago. I, uh, so, uh, uh, yes, so so here we are, uh, uh, the first uh, two days of the Biden-Harris administration, uh, you know, we had uh, over 20,000 National Guardsmen in Washington, D.C., and uh, I'm happy that our active duty military were not prominent, because uh, I think that is dangerous uh, That is We do, we don't need any more Police in the United States We have plenty of laws on the books Already uh, We have plenty of police in place All across the country And we have plenty of National Guardsmen uh, uh, State That can be called to For state active duty Not federal because there are two types of uh, National, of active duty For National Guardsmen There's uh, Uh, and so uh, uh, yes and I feel you you're saying that you know I mean this could lead to more of a police state exactly uh, fire on progressive forces and we have to be mindful of
1: that because as I tell people I mean neoliberalism isn't um, necessarily a friend of social justice I mean these people are responsible for uh, much of the misery that we have today. They have not solved anything, right? But what has happened is that the
0: So what happened was
1: uh, sort of a tricky thing they got to be suppressed but we don't want to serve state that uh, uses that suppression to suppress BLM
0: or Antifa or some of the other social justice forces and so that could very well happen well for instance in the state legislature of Kentucky there's been a bill filed that was filed before January 6th it's a, Filed by someone who happens to be a Republican, that's essentially an anti protesting bill. Now, this bill wasn't wasn't filed in response to what happened on January 6th. It was filed before (laughs) that. And so it's kind of clear that this anti protesting bill was filed with the purpose of suppressing what some folks. Yeah. Yes. Part of it, you listen to talk radio. You know, and I try to do that
1: as much as possible because you get a sense of the conservative and um, fascist forces. Because really, they have been egging them on all along. They need to be investigated. Because Rush Limbaugh, Mark Levin, and a whole bunch of them for the last few years have been egging these fascists on. And it's so funny now because now they're kind of running scared because they've been exposed. Now they're saying, well, I didn't want them to be violent, but you were egging them on constantly, you know, every day. You know, if you listen to it, they were telling them, just like Trump was dog-whistling, you know, we got to rise up, you know, the liberals and blah, blah, blah. Formidable
0: force, and maybe it didn't work this time, but uh, we'll just end up doing more covertly. Well, one of the problems, Michael, is if you study the history of fascism, fascism usually have more than several trial runs before it's successful. That is, That's in, a good point. in uh, uh, Italy and Germany uh, before World War II, there, there, there are trial runs where even the fascist leaders were beaten and arrested, but they were released. And uh and I'm sure uh uh and they're released their temporary jailings and beatings and and uh just more it just emboldened them. So uh so part of the emboldened,
1: again, studying that period, especially Germany, there were left and progressive forces who underestimated them. Even as they eventually had to then it was too late
0: it was too late and so uh, you know what could happen and what perhaps should happen is that uh, everyone who went inside the capitol building should be arrested and charged with a felony and should do jail time uh, and Trump should not be allowed to run again he should definitely move That's all true
1: Playing his old con game out, you know, as you egg these people on, and now um, I want peace and this all work together. That's crazy. As a matter of fact, rather the reconciliation locally and nationally, we need to be. and I'm talking about the social. of seeing where are they located in Kentucky, for instance. Where are they located in Louisville? I remember reading a Leo publication some years ago, not too long after I came here, where they had a front-page article um, with a map showing you where all of these right-wing
0: militias and Ku Klux Klan people were in the state. All right, Michael. Michael, I want to, know, folks, we've been here with Michael T. Thank you so much for being here with us today. You've been great as always. I always enjoy having you on the show.